Hail Dictinus, grant us clear voices, strong sound, and good reads. There are long periods where I cannot write at all. Long, long periods, sometimes lasting many years. Sometimes one just has to lie fallow. Welcome to Lying Fallow, the 258th episode of Three Pagans and a Cat. Our opening today is courtesy of author and literary critic Harold Bloom. Our opening including music is credited as Frostwald's Alternate by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com and licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 4.0. You may call me Ode. Mary Mead, my name is Gwyn, Ode's mother, and Happy New Year! Happy New Year! <laughs> we are in 2024. Yes, we are. May it be an improvement. <laughs> mm-hmm. May it be. Rhiannon says, first one of the year and last one before the skipped weeks. Yep. yep yes. That's yep. So we're going to go straight into housekeeping. This is your reminder that we're moving to the bi-weekly schedule, starting with this episode. Yep. That's right. And it's uh, really, it's for my benefit, really, because I, I work a lot mm-hmm. and just kind of need a little bit of time so I can get stuff done. <laughs> so we appreciate your patience with us as yep. we move back into a bi-weekly format. Yep. Other things to talk about in housekeeping. Convocation is coming up February, February right. 22nd to the 25th. That's right. And it is hosted at the Ann Arbor Marriott Ypsilanti at Eagle Crest Hotel. You are eligible to register. Highly recommend going through their website to get your room. Mm-hmm. And uh, you'll want to go ahead and reserve that now. If you so have not already. If you have not already, because it, it can get sold out. Yep, they tend to fill up. They tend to fill up. And especially this year, it's a, a new hotel. Uh, yeah, I don't know what the you know what the size of that is. We have no know. idea what how many rooms they have or anything like that. So we encourage you to, if you're going to go, go ahead and get it all sorted Get now. it all sorted now. Get your room. It's going to be a great year. It, it, it looks good. Yeah, looks I, good. we're not attending. But nope. the, uh, the list of speakers looks like a good lineup. Yes, so. it does. The theme this year is exploring. Exploring our inner self to discover our foundation. So, the names of our patrons. Well, first, there are 33 kittens whom we don't name. We love you, kittens. Thank you, kittens. There are 20 cats, and their names are Stephanie Danielson, Annalise Scharfenberger, Ivanir, Renjamin, Tiffany Kozash, Ebby, Renee N., Amber Stark, Caitlin McLaren, Annabelle Lee, Rose Shepard, Candy Russell, The Dryad, Maddie Kunes, Elisa Durka, Kelly Burt, Shakora, Rebecca Hillman, Quinn Ann ASMR, and Cindy Barrett. We love you, cat. Thank you, cats. Our hunters are, there are 43 hunters, and their names are Heather Doyle, Ames of Ashland, Kawasu Tanku, Amara Sapphire Wolf, Dwyer, Kellen Tasber, Sarah Goff, Leanne Gee, Scout, Lisa N, Annie Ray, Tom Warfell, CJ Kaufman, Hexa Luna, Asipiter, Ivy Rose, Cameron Grant, Ashley Ann, Don Taylor, Maharat, Talia Franks, Crimson Ryan, Druidic Heart, Mach 2556, Alicia Noble, Roanoke the Wiccan Wizard, Samwise the Blonde, Goddess Incognito, Rhiannon M. Gray, La Petite Poison, Loriana Lee Knapp, Kai Oakenshield, Ryan Hopkins, Rochella and Dasveed, David Dashif and Keys, Chris Colibri, Sky Bierce, Sarenth Odinson, Whispers of the Grove, Alyssa Addy, Dahlia Darge, Jessica Jones, and Charles Howison. We love our hunters. Thank you, hunters. We have seven tigers, and their names are Yuki Quinn, M.B. Strang, Around Grandfather Fire, Weavers of the Web, ATC, Kelly and Jim, Amanda Hicks, and Crystal of Apothecary Teas. We love you, tigers. Thank you, tigers. We have four leopards, and their names are Michaela Belpersh, Jody Cozy, Luna, and Gary Bearstorm. We love our leopards. Thank you, leopards. And we have three jaguars. 
and their names are Silver Wolf Arrow, Nolan Hayes, and Justin Stanage. Thank you. Thank you. Jaguars. We love you. <laughs> we do. <laughs> so are we done with housekeeping? Are we house kept? Yes, and we are house swept. I forgot my little you broom. You did. You forgot your little broom. <laughs> my little broom. We got to remember that. Got to remember to bring my little broom in here with all our, mm-hmm. with our altar. Yep. So. But we are house kept and house swept. So. Yes, we are. Yes. We, uh, we are talking about fallow periods, which we've talked about. This is another one where, like, we've mentioned fallow periods and the importance yep. of a fallow period throughout various episodes, but I don't think we've ever done an episode on it. Or if we did, I couldn't find it <laughs> in our, have, in our list of 257 prior episodes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we're going to talk about that now. That's so, right. I guess first, uh, Gwen, you want to talk about what, what it is for a field to be fallow? Yeah. Um, basically, one of the regular practices in farming that I learned from my grandfather, because mm-hmm. both my grandfather and my uncle on my dad's side were farmers, and they would basically allow a field to rest mm-hmm. for a season, for a planting season. That It also plays a part in the rotation of crops mm-hmm. because what a fallow period for the field can do, what rotating the crops can do is add nutrients, nutrients and different things that are necessary for the for the overall fertility of the land. And so they will plow it under and just allow it to rest. Yeah, for a whole season, they don't grow anything mm-hmm. on it. And it's it's actually like a fallow period and crop rotation are like interlinked but separate mm-hmm. processes. And usually after a fallow period, they will um, They'll rotate, in a, rotate in a different crop than what was there previously. Usually it's something like soybeans or something that's really nutrient dense for the soil. Yeah that will leach into the soil. And then the next year, the next crop will have the benefits of of, that 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 improved soil. Improved soil, yep. The other thing with agricultural fallow period Mm -hmm. is that it rebuilds biomass. Mm -hmm. So there's a problem that you have with like the kind of industrial scale agriculture we do now, where like the topsoil gets really loose and Mm -hmm. and easily erodes away. Mm -hmm. So when a field is fallow, it's usually allowed to grow like naturally. Yeah, like you don't grow a crop on it, but mm-hmm. it, it you you allow like grass and weeds, weeds and such and... things you would normally yeah. remove mm-hmm. to grow up in that to strengthen up the soil again. Yep, yep. Because yeah, a, a fallow field is not going to just stay rotated dirt. Yeah, it, exactly. It will it will grow unless the dirt has been so unless overworked. It's been com- yeah, completely it, deadened. If it has not been allowed to rest, if and it, then if, sometimes you have to let it let it rest for a couple of seasons. Yeah, yeah. So that, if you ever see a field that just stays just dirt for mm-hmm. a long period of time, not just uh, for one season, it's because it's been overworked. Yeah. And they haven't brought in anything to allow the soil to become enriched and strengthened. And recently, especially in, like I said, industrial agriculture, there's a real aversion to allowing fields to lie fallow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there are a lot of uh, industrial farms that will sort of chemically re-enrich mm-hmm the soil, mm-hmm. but that, that does not have the, the same long-term benefits as allowing a fallow period and crop rotation and mm-hmm. these sorts of more traditional agricultural practices. Mm-hmm. Now, Rhiannon says, oof, that's a hell of a first year, first of the year topic, right when so many will be trying to force themselves to not be fallow. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing, though, you know, for many people, especially in the northern hemisphere, this is winter. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is a perfect time, I think, to to begin thinking about uh, 
fallow periods because what you're doing is allowing yourself to rest if it's necessary. Yeah, so Finn mentioned drought and overworking of the ground was a massive contributor to the Dust Bowl. Yes, indeed. And that is true. The combination of drought and overworking led basically all of the topsoil to evaporate Mm -hmm. and sweep across the the nation, Mm -hmm. basically, in massive clouds of dirt and dust. Mm -hmm. Made it hard for things to grow in Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah, really caused massive um, environmental mm-hmm. um, catastrophe. Mm-hmm. And that, as a, as a metaphor, mm-hmm. right, um, mm-hmm. that's the kind of damage you can do to yourself, the kind of burnout mm-hmm. you can do to yourself if you try to force yourself through what should be a fallow period and mm-hmm. force yourself to be productive during mm-hmm. that. Exactly. We have a real aversion in, at, at least in America, yeah. to rest <laughs> to non-productivity. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a, a, a society that is highly focused on always being productive. Always, always having always, a goal. Exactly. And and always the proliferation of side hustles, mm-hmm. um, I think, is part of this, where you see people trying to turn their hobbies or what would normally be just something they do for fun mm-hmm. into a money-making venture. Well, it's like for me, we were just talking about that over Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. I spent Christmas Eve yep. making candles. Yeah. And had a great time. Had a wonderful time doing it. Made some presents for my friends and uh, co-workers. And I got one. Yeah, Ode got one. And some candles to burn around the house for Christmas. Mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. Well, for Christmas, but also right. for Yule. You know, it was a lot of fun. But one of the first things I thought of was maybe, yeah, maybe I, should I should sell these. Sell these, you know. And that was something I had thought about last year mm-hmm. when I've... Because it was given to me originally in 2022 mm-hmm. as a Yule gift. Yep. And I enjoyed making the candles, so I bought stuff, mm-hmm. and to, I had this, to make more of them. To make more, but also to sell them, mm-hmm. and it didn't, you know, it just. And, but it completely like you stopped making. I them. stopped making them because it became very pressurized. Yeah, it became a chore. It became a chore, and there was yeah, there was this different focus on like, well, it has to be a, of a sale quality, mm-hmm. right? It has to be something that I could make money on. Yeah, but I have to come up with a story for each candle, uh-huh. and I had and to come up with a business plan. Exactly, and, and it went from being oh this is fun this could be a really fun hobby mm-hmm. a fun thing to do to create my own candles exactly. for magic work and or just to burn around the house because i love candles of all kinds mm-hmm. and it, it stopped being fun yeah and so as soon as i started saying well maybe, maybe I, should I should sell, sell these because you know money is tight as mm-hmm. with everyone so that's why there are so many people doing side hustles right part of it yeah yep but then ode was like why don't you just let it be a hobby mm-hmm. why don't you just let this be something just, you can unwind with yeah just do it because it's fun and i was like yeah <laughs> why don't i that's a good idea i don't need to make this a job mm-hmm. i can just make this something i do because i love it and i can share it with people mm-hmm. And yeah, and it brings you some kind of, and it brings me joy. Yeah, it brings me joy when I make these candles. Yeah, and last year I had a thing where I was, uh, you, you will remember the couple of times I mentioned it on the uh, mentioned it on the podcast that I was like, um, well, I'm starting an Etsy store to sell little painted figurines. Mm-hmm. I stopped painting them because as soon as we moved, and I had like, like it, it became marginally more difficult for me to figure out how to ship things, and mm-hmm. so I like put the store on hold, and I just stopped painting them. Yeah, yeah, because it was no longer something I was doing for fun. It was now something I was doing to like, well, what will make this saleable? Mm -hmm. What will make someone want to buy this? Yeah. And 
I, you know, again, I didn't pick it up for most of a year. Mm-hmm. I, so I think side hustles kill hobbies. Yeah, they do. They do. And so I, I think it's important that we both discovered uh-huh. that, hey, we can do something for fun. Yeah. And to give as gifts if we want to. O- Ode gave me two little figurines mm-hmm. as a gift for Yule. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think there's a benefit to just having a hobby. Yeah. Which is, we got a little distracted from yeah. our, 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 but we were talking about productivity, yeah, right? Yeah, productivity. And the the American urge to always be productive, which mm-hmm. is where stuff like that side hustle obsession comes mm-hmm. in. We, we have a society that really emphasizes you should always be producing. You mm-hmm. should always be making money You should or product or mm-hmm. something that has a material, tangible market value, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And some of that, I think, goes to frankly, the Puritan and evangelical Mm -hmm. roots of this country. That is an ethos which very much permeates that society, and that society is the one that set the foundations for Mm -hmm. modern America. I actually, while I was looking into fellow fields, I found a a sermon written by um, A.W. Tozer. Oh, yeah, very who famous. Who was a very famous, very famous um, preacher. evangelical. Self-educated. Seems to have been a, like a legitimately a good human. But the particular sermon I found was called The Cruel Plow. And he goes on for like four paragraphs about how the smug, self-satisfied fallow field produces nothing and must be torn up and made to suffer by the cruel plows so that productive growth can can occur. And I was like, wow. (laughs) I feel like that kind of misses the point of a fellow field. Because I was just thinking, you know, the farmer, Mm -hmm. at least when it was my grandfather, chose the field that mm-hmm. would intentionally go fallow. Yeah. Well, and allowed because, because, to rest. Because if you don't rest the field, uh-huh. you will overwork it and you will kill the field. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So like, it's not a matter of the smug, self-satisfied fallow field, right? It's a matter of necessary yep. rest. Yep, exactly. And I think, yes, there there are, there is a, because you brought up the Christian mm-hmm. church and the Puritans, they had one day of rest. Right. You know, for, but that's all. Every other day was go, 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 go work, work, work. And I feel like we have gotten back to that. Mm-hmm. I mean, even holidays in the United States now, people are working on Thanksgiving yep. and Good Friday. And there are plenty of places, plenty of that, places work are yeah, yes. that work through bank holidays. Yeah, that work through bank holidays. And it's it can be hard to get time off and, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. So I think choosing... Capitalism. Yeah. Late stage Capital. capitalism yeah. has fucked us all, as we know. <laughs> yeah. So I think just as with the farmer, mm-hmm. I think it is important that we choose for ourselves when we are going to have a downtime. Because, and this is as true in your spiritual life as it is in your physical mm-hmm. one, right? Because mm-hmm. it, like it, your physical life, you will find that if you do not rest your body will choose for you when it is time to rest, mm-hmm. right? Like you can only push your body so far before it forces you to sit down. Mm-hmm. And you will find that the same thing happens in your spiritual life. If you do not consciously choose a rest period, mm-hmm. your spiritual life will shut down for you. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean that you do nothing. You know, it doesn't mean that you can't meditate or... So I will say it can mean doing nothing. Okay. I think there are two phases to a... A fallow period. To a fallow period, yeah. I think there's a rest phase where you legitimately do nothing related to the thing you're fallow over, right? Whether Mm -hmm. that's create your creative life, your spiritual life, Mm -hmm. whatever it is, 
your academic life, whatever it is, whatever area you are currently following, I think there is a rest period where you do nothing related to it. And then I think there's a replenishment period. Oh yeah, okay. And the replenishment period is maybe more like that crop rotation. Yeah, yeah. Where the point of the things you're doing is to feed yep. that part of your life, right? Mm -hmm. So like in a creative fallow period, there will be a time where you do no art or writing, right? Like where you do not engage with your creative projects at all. Mm -hmm. You probably don't even consume creative work. You just rest and recover from the burnout, right? Mm -hmm. And then during the replenishment period, you spend time taking in other people's work, mm -hmm. right? And feeding those nutrients into your process. Mm -hmm. And then you have that fuel when you get out of the fallow period to move back into your creative projects, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think the same thing is true in, in spiritual fallow periods. I mm -hmm. think there's a rest period where you don't do anything. Mm -hmm. And then there's a replenishment period where you do certain kinds of low-key meditation. Yep. Or you consume content about other people's spiritual practices and you sort of process that, mm -hmm. that kind of a thing. And I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, I do agree with that. And I think part of the resistance maybe mm -hmm. to people having a fallow period or or choosing to have a fallow period as opposed to some a fallow period being forced being upon thrust you. upon you by by force by, by emotion <laughs> by emotional or physical or just exhaustion, just exhaustion yeah. in any capacity i think people are resistant to the idea of consciously taking a rest whether it's from magic or mm -hmm. spiritual right. work or whatever is because they are afraid they won't pick it back up again yes and here's the thing, though. You will. I believe if it's you, still the right path for you. If it's still the yeah. right path for you, when you have become filled again with mm -hmm. nutrients and with the desire to do the thing, yeah. it, it will come naturally. You'll know when the time to restart is. Mm -hmm. You know, I also think that's why people like, you know, January, you start your, you have your resolutions right. and things like that. And it goes back to that idea of you have to do something to mm -hmm. improve yourself. Yeah. But what if you don't? What if you choose January to be the time that you just sit back and rest? Which I think most of us should because it's right after several holidays, yep. which have been like... For some, especially for some people, like really emotionally complicated or stressful. I think that's a very common thing. Oh, is gosh. people are, you know, it's just go, go, go the whole holiday season. Yeah, absolutely. It's, and plus the stress of family mm -hmm. or not family mm -hmm. or, you know, there's a lot of emotion that, that yes. isn't always holly jolly yes. around the holidays. If, here's the thing. Even if it is positive emotion, yeah. it's just a lot it's a of lot. emotion. Yeah, it's a lot because... Um, and you can burn out even on positive emotions. Oh, absolutely. Because people have all kinds of commitments. A lot of times there's work parties, mm -hmm. there's friend parties, there's family get-togethers. Mm -hmm. There's the idea of you got to go to the store to get presents for people. Right. There's gifts and reciprocity. There's gifts, exactly. There's feeding people, it's a, hosting it's, people in your home. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a very stressful time. Mm -hmm. So perhaps maybe instead of making January the resolutions month, maybe mm -hmm. it's time to make it the rest month. Yeah. And then once you've had a, a moment to... To recalibrate. Just to recalibrate and rest then think about your resolution, you know, or what you want to do. Yeah, I don't I don't like the idea of resolutions. No. I feel like they 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 create these 
arbitrary and oftentimes just unattainable mm-hmm. goals for people. And and they in themselves can become stressful. Yeah. And I don't feel like, I for most people, I don't feel like they're useful. Mm-hmm. You know, most people fail their resolutions. Well, then perhaps instead of resolutions, once you've had your time to rest, right. go with what naturally feels engaging or of interest. Yeah, just pursue your natural interests. Pursue your natural interest, whatever that may be. I want to get back, though, to what you were talking about with people feeling like they're not going to pick yeah. up their practice again yep. if they put it down. Yep. If the only thing keeping you going in a spiritual practice is momentum, mm-hmm. maybe it's not the right practice for you, mm-hmm. right? Like if taking a couple of weeks or a month off mm-hmm. is going to be the end of your practice, Mm -hmm. maybe that's okay. Yeah, yeah. Because, and I think the other fear is there's self-doubt, you know? Yes. Self-doubt can come into it. I think we get that a lot when people have crashed into a fallow period. Yes. Where they didn't plan it, right? They didn't set out time for a rest period, but they crashed into a fallow period where it just suddenly seems like nothing's working Mm -hmm. or they can't contact their their gods and spirits Mm -hmm. or... They just don't have the motivation to do any magic. I think that is when people start to suddenly think, oh, maybe I shouldn't be doing this at all, actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, they get discouraged. They start getting imposter syndrome mm -hmm. can be a huge factor. Yeah. And I think you get, like I said, I think you get that more when it's the the enforced fallow period rather than the chosen fallow period. Actually, I think if you choose to have a time of rest, I think you're much less likely to have this, everything is overwhelming and exhausting Mm -hmm. and you just can't do it. Right. And you keep trying to do it. You keep trying. You keep pounding through that, you know, your hand into that wall, Mm -hmm. but all you're doing is hurting your hand. Right. Exactly. You're not actually making any progress. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And in fact, you might be setting back your progress. Mm -hmm. A related point with with a fallow period is if you do try to grow during your fallow period, you're only going to exacerbate the burnout that left you here in the first place. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I do want to talk about depression Mm -hmm. because there is a distinction between a fallow period and Mm -hmm. a depressive episode, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So depressive episode, one of the most common characteristics of it simultaneously one that is sort of hard to notice until someone points it out to you Mm -hmm. is a lack of interest in your normal activities, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. I forget the, is it anhedonia, I believe, where you just, nothing that you would normally find pleasure in is pleasurable to you anymore. Mm -hmm. You're no longer interested in your hobbies. You're no longer interested in your spiritual pursuits. You're not interested in your creative pursuits. Nothing that you normally do can interest you or or engage you or hold your attention. Mm-hmm. That is a classic symptom of depression. Mm-hmm. What distinguishes that from a fallow period, right? A fallow period doesn't necessarily mean that you have no interest in mm-hmm. the thing you are currently fallow for. Mm-hmm. It just means that it's like you're not making any progress on it, right? So mm-hmm. you might still be interested in doing that thing Mm -hmm. and that's why you keep attempting it but you're just hitting a wall Mm -hmm. right and so you know it's time to rest if you are experiencing that kind of anhedonic pathological lack of interest you probably are not in a fallow period you probably are depressed and that is a whole separate issue Mm -hmm. you have to deal with exactly and you know in in uh winter the you know a lot of people suffer from seasonal affective disorder exactly and so I feel like if, I feel it's important not to confuse those. Yeah, two, right? don't not to confuse the two. If you are in a place where you need to have that 
that time, that rest period, mm-hmm. allow yourself to do it. Allow yourself to sit back and to breathe and to maybe focus on other things for a little while. Yeah. I think it also, it's extremely possible if you are approaching the need for a fallow period and you keep trying to push through it. Yeah. I think it is possible to push yourself so far, burn yourself out so mm-hmm. much that you end up in a depressive period mm-hmm. when you could have just had a mentally healthy fallow period. Yeah. Yeah. That's why we're saying it's important Right. Uh, to if to do these more chosen, more deliberately. Yeah, more yeah. deliberately. And I know this isn't going to resonate with everybody, and that's okay. Um, but we're just wanting to let you know that this is a this is an option. I'm going to say this 100% will resonate with everybody. Yeah. <laughs> I think everyone needs at least like everyone will need a fallow period eventually. Oh yeah, and it will be forced upon you yeah, if it's, you don't. I take it. I I 100% do not. Be, you cannot be go 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 all the time. Yeah, that's true. You will have a fallow period. Yeah. It is just a matter of whether you choose it or, or it, it happens, happens to, to you. you. Yep, that's fair. Um, so no, fair. I do. I 100% believe this is going to be <laughs> applicable to everyone. Well, I hope depression so. maybe not. Fallow periods? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, that's true. Thanks to our Tiger Solanox for introducing us to Weavers of the Web, an interfaith pagan ATC, Aquarian Tabernacle Church organization based in Lansing, Michigan. Weavers of the Web is a public Wiccan church that aims to be family-friendly, supportive, and informative with the goal of ensuring that no one ever need to be alone in their spiritual needs. Weavers is currently raising funds for the down payment on a property, which would allow them to expand their current network of resources, including dedicated community space, a permanent home for a pagans in need pantry, and a lending library. Join them online or in person for regular events, including rituals and discussion groups at weaversoftheweb.org or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash weaversatc. Hail Dictinus. Hail Dictinus. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's my phone. (laughs) (laughs) So something else that I run into a lot is I see people being anxious that uh, if they have a fallow period, their gods will get angry at them Mm, or the mm -hmm. spirits they work with or their their ancestors will feel abandoned. Mm -hmm. So I want to talk about that a little bit. At least in my experience, I have not gotten any pushback. No. For fallow periods. Mm -mm. No, I have not. In in fact, uh, a lot of times I've gotten encouragement. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, from specific deities and any and when I'm done with the with this fallow period and I return to to regular to practice. regular practice it's always with hey good to see you mm-hmm. you know it's it's never an, a negative kind of where the hell have you been right you know <laughs> It's just like, oh, okay, great. Good to see you again. Good to see you again. Now, I think the one situation in which this could could have maybe a negative impact on a relationship with a a deity or a spirit is one in which you have obligations, Mm. right? In which you in which you have made oaths that require certain kinds of regular performance or offerings. Mm -hmm. Uh, But in those cases, my guess would be you can probably negotiate Mm -hmm. amendments to those oaths, right? Amendments to those obligations Mm -hmm. to accommodate your, your your necessary rest, right? Mm -hmm. Those might mean that you make offerings less frequently mm-hmm. or that there is some relaxing in restrictions that you normally have or who knows mm-hmm. um, you have to you have to work that out with your individual deities mm-hmm. but I believe even in even in those situations where you have ongoing obligations to to deities or spirits mm-hmm. you can probably work around mm-hmm. a fallow period yeah yeah you can it's just a matter of thinking it through reaching out mm-hmm. 
and uh, finding out what works. Githa says, thank you for talking about this part. I have done basically nothing the second half of the year and have been worried about reaching back out to Freya. Having worked with Freya, I don't I don't think she will be upset at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, Freya, in my experience, is very rah-rah self-care. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you've been in a fallow period, she's probably going to just come back with, hey, go take a, a bubbly bath or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and again, we're talking from our own experiences right, yeah. with, with deities. But so far, let me put it this way, I've never had any of my deities, and I work with a number of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never had any of them angry or giving me pushback uh, for a fallow period, whether it was chosen or whether it was was forced forced upon me due to circumstance or uh, just being burned out. Yeah. Uh, Rannon says, frankly, I'd say that if for any reason you do get negative feedback for taking time for yourself other than breaking an oath or something, that's probably not a spirit I want anything to do with at the end of the day. Mm. That's the other thing. It's very important to be able to maintain your boundaries with gods and spirits. I know some people struggle with especially the idea of having boundaries Mm. with their gods, but I do believe you should have boundaries and and set limits Mm -hmm. on the relationships with uh, any of the spirits you work yeah. with, uh, how no matter how big and powerful they are. Exactly. Um, and one of those limits should be sometimes you're going to need space to yourself. The, the same way you are going to need space from like a romantic partner, mm-hmm. you will eventually need space from a spirit or a god. Mm-hmm. And vice versa. Sometimes they need space from you. Let's not pretend that gods and spirits can't also go through fallow periods. Mm-hmm. They have complex lives and cycles just like we do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so sometimes if like a god or a spirit stops answering your calls, maybe don't assume there's anything wrong, especially if you haven't been informed that anything's wrong. Maybe they're just taking a break mm-hmm. or they're focused on other things. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Now, one of the things I also wanted to bring up um, with fallow periods is hermit energy. Okay. Because I believe, at least for me, this has been my experience, especially when I'm in a fallow period or or during the winter months, which is tend to when I do uh, indulge in a a fallow period. um, Hermit energy tends to be a part of that whole thing, which is about pulling back, pulling back and taking time to just resonate with your own self, mm-hmm. you know, and just and self-care and making sure that you're feeding yourself when it when it's necessary. Yeah, I would say for me the hermit isn't really about self-care, but it is about withdrawing to the self mm-hmm. to seek new knowledge. Yep. And that's actually a a, a really useful quality of a fallow period mm-hmm. is that it will often sort of when you get back to your practice, mm-hmm. you will find you have pushed a few steps ahead yep. because you took that time mm-hmm. away from the practice to sort of percolate exactly and to process things Mm -hmm. um i found this to be true especially in like a creative sense there have been many occasions where like i've reached a plateau in my art and then have entered a fallow period where i don't do a lot of art for sometimes very long periods of time Mm -hmm. and then when i come back to it it seems like i have jumped three or four steps ahead of where i was Mm -hmm. despite having done no work in the meantime Mm -hmm. Uh, i think fallow periods are actually really really useful for getting over plateaus Mm -hmm. so if you feel like you've reached a plateau in your spiritual life, uh, especially if you do any kind of magic or journeying or or any kind of uh, really active spiritual practice Mm -hmm. like that, and you are no longer seeing progress or no longer seeing results, Mm -hmm. maybe it is time to have a fallow period, take a rest, withdraw, withdraw, do that, that self-processing, go mm-hmm. into that cave with go that lantern that cave, and exactly see what you find. And, and then when you come out of it, you mm-hmm. will probably find that you have jumped ahead. Yeah. And I also feel like with hermit space, 
or, or hermit energy, you can create a a space for yourself, whether it's emotional or a physical space where you can rest. I think that's, at least for me, that's a part of the process where I can do the self-reflection mm -hmm. and where I can just breathe, mm -hmm. you know, just stop, not pursue anything in particular. Yeah. Just dwell with just the self. Just dwell with the self. Yeah. Sometimes that means finding a physical space where you can get away from family, Everyone. from obligations, yeah. and pulling back into that cave. It mm -hmm. doesn't necessarily have to be uh, just an emotional, spiritual pulling back. It can be literally finding yourself a little nook or corner mm -hmm. where you can just go sit yeah. and not do anything for a period of time during the day. <laughs> I think that can be an important part of this as well. Oh, the other thing I think people don't uh, might confuse fallow periods or, or this type of time in their a life. A rest period. A rest period. That doesn't mean you have to do shadow work. No, in fact, you should not. You should not do shadow work. Yes, that's a very good point. At this time. Um, fallow periods, you should not be doing any kind of work. And shadow mm -hmm. work especially is really intensive work. Mm -hmm. It is not resting. No, you should absolutely not be doing shadow work mm -hmm. during, uh, during a fallow period. Nor should you really be doing anything intensely emotional. Because the point of a fallow period is to recover from the stresses that you place on yourself during your regular life. Mm -hmm. you, you want to pursue, especially during the rest phase of a fallow period mm -hmm. you need to be pursuing exclusively very restful things that don't require a great deal of your your spiritual or emotional energy mm -hmm. um, but even during a replenishment phase you want to choose the nutrients you add to mm -hmm. your to your field carefully right mm -hmm. you don't just want to throw things in there willy-nilly then you end up with a just a mess mm -hmm. exactly you do it with a plan mm -hmm. in place of how you are going to pull back yeah where you're going to do it how you're going to do it what it looks like for you so that you can just rest learn what you need to learn about yourself. I will say there's not going to be a ton of learning well, that's in a fallow true. period. I think it's just reacquainting your, with Re yourself. Reacquainting with yourself. Yeah. yeah. What makes you happy? What makes you sad, I guess? Or, or what is it that you're going through that you feel like just needs to be let go so that you can rest? I think that can be part of it. I mean, we can have a different opinion on this. Yeah. I just don't think, for me, mm -hmm. a fallow period is not one in which things consciously are changed. Oh yeah, I agree with that. Um, it's not even one in which things are let go of. Mm, okay. Um, for me, a fallow saying. period is purely rest and replenishment. Yeah. And afterwards, I might do that learning or that letting mm -hmm. go or, or that processing, right? But mm -hmm. I would not do any of that during the fallow period. The fallow yeah. period should be purely about rest, re recovery, and replenishment. Well, of course, as we were talking about with the field, it naturally will grow on its own, the, sure, the, yeah. the field. So that is something to consider, too, is that as you are resting, there's growth perhaps going on underneath it all so that when you are ready to replenish and mm -hmm. renew, it's going to present itself in a new way. Yeah, I just, I just don't think it is or maybe should be like a conscious decision, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. At least for me, it's not. Mm -hmm. That's what I'll say. But it is for you? I guess because I also, when I think of a fallow period and I think of just pulling back, it's that part of it is that hermit energy for me where I think I'm just, I'm pulling back to reflect, relax, you know, but sometimes things can present themselves to me during that time of relaxation and rest. 
Okay. I wonder if maybe the difference here is that you deal with those things immediately and I sort of table them for later. Maybe. I do think it's significant that a fallow period is not a is not wasted time. No, it is not wasted. Um, no matter how long it is. Exactly. And it, that's the other thing is uh, a fallow period does not have necessarily like a set duration. No, it does not. Um, it can if you, if you enter the fallow period like intentionally, if you mm-hmm. make that conscious choice mm-hmm. of like, I'm going to take this month, mm-hmm. right, to be fallow and to rest. But especially if you get slam dunked into a fallow period against your will, mm-hmm. um, who knows how long that's going to last. It can take months. It can take years. It can take years. And and that, that definitely happens. And, and like, that can suck for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, especially if you, you know, you're still interested and motivated personally to mm-hmm. pursue this thing, but like you just can't make it happen because you are in a required rest, mm-hmm. a mandatory rest phase. I've been in a probably a mandatory rest phase mm-hmm. for a good year and a half. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, that doesn't mean, though, at least for me, it doesn't mean that I've done absolutely nothing mm-hmm. um, because I have done things when I felt that I wanted to, mm-hmm. but it wasn't something that I forced on myself. It wasn't something that I felt like if I didn't do that, then Hakati will never talk to me again kind mm-hmm. of situation. But yeah, I pulled back from a lot of things Mm -hmm. in the last year and a half. And that was because, not by choice. Right. You just got got, slammed into a fallow period. I got slammed into a fallow period. You know, now I'm in that process of, okay. Digging yourself back out. Digging myself back out, replenishing, Mm -hmm. figuring ways to move forward in a different way. Mm -hmm. So I think if I had chosen... My own fallow period time. Maybe it wouldn't have lasted so long. It wouldn't have lasted so long, and it wouldn't have slapped me upside the head. Yeah, it wouldn't have been so... It wouldn't have been so dramatic. Rannon says, what about coming out of a forced fallow? Should you even bother trying to get out of it at all? I've definitely felt more like I've been stuck in a forced fallow period where it feels like I've gone through the cycles of letting go and relaxing, and at this point I'm just sick and tired of it. Mm-hmm. Generally speaking, my perspective on a fallow period is that it will end when it ends. hmm Um, If you try to force yourself out of it, you will end up doing more harm than good. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, that doesn't mean you make zero efforts necessarily, Mm -hmm. right? Like how you know that the fallow period is over is that you're ready to start working again. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And And you find that out by trying it. (laughs) Exactly. And maybe your signal is you're sick and tired of it. Right, exactly. And so it's time to... Start stretching. Start stretching. Maybe take it slow. Yeah. Um, Sort of the same way you do exercise, right? Like um, where you sort of limber up first Uh and you do some easy exercises first Mm -hmm. and you sort of work your way up Mm -hmm. to more difficult exercises. It's like the candle making for me. Yeah. It started as I was going to make a candle for a friend. Actually, it was for a a, uh, secret Santa. For a secret Santa, yeah. (laughs) I was going to make a candle for a secret Santa. And then I was like, Ooh, this was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. This really kind of fed. She felt energized. I felt by energized it. by this, and so then I thought, well, I can make a spell candle mm-hmm. for Yule, mm-hmm. and I can make a, you know, I can make these other little candles. I can make candles these other little candles, and... and it really it invigorated me, mm-hmm. it, and it uh, brought me joy. Yep, and I think it that does... was really a really good first step for me. Yeah, and I think it does sometimes take something to push you yeah. back out of the fallow period, like it's very same same. Um, I started painting minis again 
when I needed to make a gift for Gwen. Mm -hmm. So I picked up a couple of things I thought she would like and I started painting those. Mm -hmm. And it was invigorating, energizing, exciting. I I enjoyed doing it. And so Mm -hmm. I've been painting more since Mm -hmm. then. I think how you know that the fallow is over and that it's time to come out of it Mm -hmm. is that when one of those obligations comes up Mm -hmm. um, that you feel like, well, I have to do this thing even though I haven't felt like doing it in a year, right? Mm -hmm. And then you start doing it. Mm -hmm. It is energizing instead of exhausting. Yep, If it's still exhausting, you're still in the fallow period. You still need more rest. But if you do it and it's energizing and it's exciting and it Mm -hmm. brings you to a different place, Mm -hmm. then I think you are ready to come out of your fallow Mm -hmm. period. It's, um, I can also say a week or two before I made the candle, Mm -hmm. I created a a ritual and a spell to do with Hera. Mm -hmm. And I have not worked with Hera for a while. while. But again, that felt natural. Mm -hmm. It felt invigorating. It, it felt good to be, to be working with her again. And I felt her approval and, you know, her acceptance. Right. So you made those spiritual connections. I made those spiritual connections. And, and again, it's just. It's this kind of thing. And you don't know necessarily right. until you do until it. Until you try. Until yeah. you try. And like I said, sometimes I think it takes something to push you to mm-hmm. try. And I and, had a specific yeah. reason to yep. do this. Um, so it, t- it takes sometimes a little push mm-hmm. to, to encourage you to leave the fallow period. But yeah, you'll know yeah. you'll know that the fallow is ending or mm-hmm. is over when mm-hmm. the, the thing that was previously exhausting is now energizing again. Yeah. I think it, it's also, you can run into a situation where like you leave the fallow period and then fall back into it, right? Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. it's not always a clean progression. Right. Um, especially if you try to leave the fallow period too early, you mm-hmm. may get out for a couple of weeks and then fall back into it. Mm-hmm. Or you may just naturally have a really short cycle, fallow and then natural energy and then fallow again and mm-hmm. natural energy and fallow again. I think it's, you see that sort of, quick cycling more often when it's like uh, the peaks and valleys, mm-hmm. right? Where like you have really high energy about the the fallow subject mm-hmm. and then fall off really dramatically into a deep, mm-hmm. a deep period of fallow yeah. and then spike back up again. Mm-hmm. And in that case, I think you're probably, your goal is to get a more even keel. More even keel. Yeah. Yeah. I think the, the other thing is don't judge yourself. Yeah. Don't, you know, be, give yourself some grace. Yeah. And like I said, fallow periods can last a long time. Yeah, yeah. And that's not a fault. Nope. And please do not judge yourself. And on, we've talked about yeah, this on before. Anyone else's... On anyone else's work, on social media, on TikTok mm-hmm. or, or anything. Or here on the podcast. Or, or on the podcast. Exactly. Because those are public faces. You don't know what's going on with those individuals behind the scene well and here's the thing even if you do know what's going Mm -hmm. on with them behind the scene Mm -hmm. they're just different people they're just different people they respond to things differently Mm -hmm. they experience things differently than you don't judge yourself your progress your progress or what you should or should not be doing Mm -hmm. based on what other people are doing yeah Want to read a diverse and inclusive fantasy that's pagan friendly check out arrow's flight by mb strang Arrow's Flight, an unknown menace moves through the polite society of Pearl's holding. If not caught in time, it will bring down not just the hallowed knights of the Pearl Order, but also everyone who lives and works with them. The answer lies with a young woman of mysterious origins whose life has been touched by tragedy. To fulfill her potential, she must confront her past and discover a future more amazing than she'd ever imagined, and find the inner strength to fly.
She's not alone. A handful of knights, a hearth mage, and their magical companions all test their physical and magical limits to make things right before it's too late. Otherwise, dark forces will overtake the knights for good. Go to mbstrang.com for details on ordering your copy now. Scroll down to the bottom of the main page to sign up for the newsletter and receive a free story. Hail Dictinus. So let's see, is there anything else to talk about with fallow periods? Um, we can talk about what maybe some suggestions to do for rest or self care. Yeah, yeah. Because a lot of us don't know how to rest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, something uh, that I have seen talked about a lot um, in psychological spaces, right? is that a lot of the things we think of as rest activities are not actually restful, they're stimulating activities. Mm -hmm. So things like watching movies, playing video games, uh, reading books. Honestly, any kind of media consumption is actually a stimulating activity. It's Mm -hmm. not a restful activity. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean you can't do those things during a fallow period, obviously. Obviously. But it does mean that they're not going to provide the same kind of rest Mm -hmm. that that other activities will, Mm -hmm. right? Honestly, what psychology recommends for, like, actual rest is, like, at most listen to music, lie down, don't do anything. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And obviously you can't, you know, do your entire day like that. No. But um, we've had um, one of the things I was thinking of, especially if you are in an area, a yard, a garden, mm-hmm. or a forest. Any or kind of outdoor any space Any kind of outdoor to. space that you have access to. Go spend some time. Just spend some time in nature. Yeah. In nature. We did a review way, way forest back. Forest bathing. Of a book called Forest Bathing. And that introduced us to the concept. And mm-hmm. it does seem to have some kind of... Um, Restful, beneficial some, some kind of, energy. Yeah, benefits. There have been some studies. Being out in nature is just good for humans. It is. You it get is. some vitamin D from the sun. You get fresh oxygen. You get mm-hmm. tree time. Mm-hmm. For some reason, being around trees is just yep. good for humans. Yep. So find a park. Mm-hmm. Find, um, a, you know, if you have a forested area near yep. you that allows people... Or even if you just have a tree. A tree just to go sit under and yeah. just relax and just breathe and watch the clouds mm-hmm. for a little while. Yeah. Just or, go out and be, nat- just, be in nature and exactly. don't do anything for yeah. a little bit. Just exactly. enjoy the nature. Don't feel... Yeah, exactly. Don't just, try to connect to the spirits of the nope. trees. Don't just, try to talk to any beings nope. in the space. Just, just experience yes, it. exactly. Just as a human, as a human animal, mm-hmm. experience the nature. Yeah, exactly. It is good for you. It is good for you to just experience nature. Mm-hmm. And I would recommend doing that, especially if you're in a fallow period, but also just... Just regularly. Regularly. Yeah. Because just that... go experience can, a tree. Exactly. Go experience a tree. Go experience nature. Sit out in nature nature mm-hmm. and obviously always practice safety mm-hmm. you yeah. know especially if you're going out into a public park or something right. like that but or out into the woods or whatever yeah. reasonable precautions yeah. but go experience a tree go experience a tree yeah yeah that mm-hmm. that will just be good for you psychologically physically mm-hmm. spiritually and emotionally and if you're interested in the concept of forest bathing you can google it yeah. you can find that book on amazon it's just called forest, forest bathing, bathing. Um, and there, it's got some beautiful trees, and mm-hmm. it, it discusses the concept and why it is so good for people. Yeah. Um, and like I said, there have been some studies mm-hmm. um, on the the benefits, mm-hmm. the psychological benefits, just to being around nature on a regular mm-hmm. basis that, that humans experience. Even having a little house plant can mm-hmm. get you some of these benefits. Mm-hmm. So exactly. if you cannot, absolutely cannot get out to a natural space, whether you're disabled or mm-hmm. you live in a highly urban environment or whatever, mm-hmm. see if you can get yourself a little house plant. Yep. And Githa says, crochet has helped me relax recently. My brain actually seems shut off. Right. Anything that's kind of a repetitive yeah. 
kind of motion like crocheting hell even washing the dishes if mm -hmm. you're hand washing them yep um any kind of repetitive motion can bring you into that kind of just calm state yeah exactly uh, it's, uh, of, it's sort of, of rest it sort of suppresses the nervous system a mm -hmm, little bit mm -hmm. so that's another thing it's a kind you... of meditation i guess sort of but or without... meditative state it, yeah it's a meditative state it doesn't have some of the stimulating elements yeah of exactly the way it... pagans usually do meditation exactly that's that's why you can just do this activity whether yeah. it's crochet or sewing without like or... trying to enter a trance state exactly or, just... or do any kind of spirit work exactly right? it's just it's just a natural calming yeah. of the nervous system it's um it's sometimes called a flow state yeah. mm -hmm. right so uh if you have if you know some activity uh puts you into a flow state mm -hmm. um that might be uh something good to, to, to do during a fallow period um, and admittedly some flow states are activated by stimulating hobbies i am a video game obsessed fucking nerd so i enter flow states when i play certain kinds of video games but so you have to find what works for you mm -hmm. um, and obviously uh not everything that works for a neurotypical person will work the same way for a neurodivergent person right mm -hmm. like someone who has adhd has different stimulation needs than mm -hmm. a, a neurotypical person that kind mm -hmm. of thing so you have to, you may have to um, do some experimenting to find what is most restful for you. Mm -hmm. But part of it, I think, is just becoming aware of what rest feels like mm -hmm. versus what fun. Something that is fun is not necessarily something that is restful, yeah. right? So learn the difference in how you feel between mm -hmm. when you do things that are fun versus when you do things that are restful. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Um, and then in a fallow period, you want mostly to tend towards restful. Yeah, restful things. Um, I think there are a lot of things. A lot of things. Um, and mm -hmm. some of them will be, yeah, will be surprising, right? Mm -hmm. They won't be spiritual things. No, no, not um, at all. There'll be things you don't do in your spiritual practice. Like I said, washing the dishes. Uh, yeah. I, I washed the dishes by hand for years, and it always was very relaxing and, mm -hmm. and just kind of put me into a natural meditative state where I didn't have to force anything yeah. it just was a very relaxing calming thing to do and um so whatever it is for you indulge in it mm -hmm. <laughs> indulge might not be the right word because sometimes it feels like a chore to rest oh true pursue, pursue. i guess yeah mm -hmm. um and i think some of us do feel like it is a chore to rest right or like mm -hmm. it's um i think it comes back again ultimately to that feeling like you're wasting time mm -hmm. allow yourself to quote unquote waste sometime. Yeah, Rannon says, very hard for me to turn the brain off. So rest for me is often actually just sleeping. I should probably find something slightly more stimulating than just sleeping though. Uh, maybe, but maybe you actually do need more sleep. Yeah. A lot of us need a lot more sleep than, than we are we get. getting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Than what we're actually getting. A lot of us need more sleep mm -hmm. than we're actually getting. Mm -hmm. So also try to be conscious of your sleep patterns, mm -hmm. right? Are you feeling properly rested when you wake up? Mm -hmm. And if not, try to figure out why that is. Is it because you're sleeping at the wrong time of day for your particular circadian rhythm? Like my natural sleep cycle when I am left to my own devices is from like 5 a.m. to 2 p.m., which is a fucking useless time to want to naturally sleep. But figure out what your mm -hmm. natural sleep cycle, what your natural sleep times are, and try to stick as close to those as you can. Try mm -hmm. to be consistent about your sleep times, mm -hmm. that kind of a thing. And I think the, the for me, the final thing to, to think about or to realize if you follow a, and make a choice to go, you know, to, to pursue a fallow period, mm -hmm. is that ultimately at the end, it's going to not only be beneficial 
uh, physically mm -hmm. and mentally, but it will be beneficial to you spiritually and in mm -hmm. your, your magical practice. Yeah. You'll come out of it energized and ready to move forward. Yeah. And I also think it's worth pointing out that sometimes you will have like a full fallow period where you're fallow in sort of all areas all of your areas. life simultaneously. Mm -hmm. And I think that's often what happens to people who are forced into a fallow yeah. period is you end up just like maximally fallow. Yeah. <laughs> like you yeah. just don't have sh energy for f shit. Exactly. Um, but it is possible to, to just be fallow in one specific area of your mm -hmm. life, right? Like you mm -hmm. can just be creatively fallow, but still have the energy to do everything else in your life. Or you mm -hmm. can just be spiritually fallow mm -hmm. and still be pursuing your creative projects and your work and your physical mm -hmm. activities and all these things mm -hmm. with, with full vigor. So it doesn't, like, you, you are not necessarily signing up to just, like, be a slug. Yeah. <laughs> for yeah. your fallow this period. This is not about being a slug. <laughs> Well, well, for some people, some, it might some, be. for some people, maybe you're going to be a slug. Maybe yeah. you just need some slug time. That's fine. Yeah, that's fine too. <laughs> but yeah, like I said, a fallow period can manifest in many different ways, mm -hmm. right? So you could be spiritually fallow, just like not feeling it for doing ancestor work, for doing magic, for working with your gods directly, for doing divination, whatever. You could mm -hmm. just be spiritually fallow mm -hmm. and still be chugging all cylinders mm -hmm. on everything else. Yep. That does not mean that you are failing as a witch nope. uh, or, or a pagan either, right? Right? Exactly. It just means you need to rest those senses, right? Yep. Because we talk about all the time, spiritual work takes energy, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And you you don't have infinite energy. No, you don't. You have to feed yourself. Uh-huh, yeah. You have, and that's why I always come back to self-care. Self-care is going to be important. Mm -hmm. I feel like choosing a fallow period yeah. is a form of self-care. Yeah, and it, yeah, exactly. And it lets you do it more consciously, more, consciously. more intentionally, and mm -hmm. so that you have less uh, less extreme results, I yeah. think. Anything else? No, I think that about covers it. Okay. You can find us on Google. If you Google <laughs> the number three and the words pagans on a cat or the number three and the letters P-A-A-C, you can also find us online at the number three paganzonacat.com where you have links to all the things we do, including our Patreon, where you can help support us mm -hmm. and Gwen's mm -hmm. Patheos Pagan blog. Mm -hmm. You will not find a link to her TikTok there, but she does have a TikTok. I do have a TikTok. I probably do more on TikTok she than does anything a, right she now. She does a lot on TikTok. And that I have been kind of backed away from a little bit as well. So Because uh, you did too much on TikTok. I did you too much. You needed a TikTok for... break. I did. <laughs> I did. She's fallow on TikTok right now, but you yep. can go back and watch her TikTok archives or whatever. <laughs> I don't, know. I, just, I don't know how TikTok works. <laughs> Let's see, anything else that we do? No, but I do want to, as always, mm -hmm. we want to thank our patrons mm -hmm. who support us. We appreciate you. We, we love you. And we love all of our listeners. And we appreciate that you are, are sticking with us, that mm -hmm. you are listening to. Here in 2024. Here in 2024. We hope that we continue to bring you topics that will interest you, mm -hmm. that will feed your soul right yeah it, it, <laughs> encourage during, you during the replenishment phase yep. listen to podcasts that's right that's right <laughs> we're done so yeah goodbye goodbye <laughs>